Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Good evening. This is the Millwall Fan Show on um, on Acast. It is, of course, your weekly dose of Millwall. And guess what? I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> Self-unemployed and back. Millwall fans, if you have any odd jobs that need doing, give me a call. Aaron Paul, tweet me. Media, that right. Uh, but yeah. Thank you to everyone for your messages this week. It's been absolutely brilliant. Um, this is uh, this is the first of the brand new Millwall franchise. It's a new era. Uh, new era the, we're sailing the good ship Achtung into into new waters. Um, <laughs> delighted to be joined this evening by, of course, Mr. Millwall's Nick Hart. Good evening, listeners. Welcome to the um, what can we call this? Like the independent the version, look. the independent new look at Millwall Fan Show on Acast.com. We're sticking it to the man. We're sticking it to the man, Aaron. I mean, what we're we're planning to do is, and I know Harry is very much off his Harry Warren's here, by the way. Um is um is we're actually gonna rebrand ourselves and all wear dresses. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, a few your committee members are just thinking of just like donating or something like that. Uh yeah. Um, gents, let's kick off by looking back at the defeat at the den to Norwich. And whilst um uh, whilst we're on it, by the way, I just remembered something. We can swear. So Norwich uh, farked off with the three points. Ha, <laughs> fart. Did you get it? <laughs> get it. Yeah. Near sandbar for the bad jokes. There's just going to be clangs and, and drops. It feels very weird to be able to swear again. I haven't done I haven't done a Sunday morning nightmare call to Nick for a while um, in terms of sitting sitting in my room with a headset on do, doing this. It feels quite strange again. Quite, I feel like a freedom. I feel like I'm free at last. Um, I'm allowed to swear. I'm allowed to go full me a wall. Um, Bringing so, back yeah. those days of being 12 again, isn't it, Harry? Yeah, Sitting fuck in your Brian room, Moore, fuck on. Love Sport. Right? We can do them, we'll get them out of the way. We're doing this our way now. This is it. Well, Millwall, right. certainly, Millwall was certainly farked on Saturday. Yeah, it was a game that, um, you know, we, we, we did our post-match review in, in HMP, Harry's Bar, after <laughs> the game. And then with the benefit of, of, of hindsight, of, you know, looked at the goals... Um, you know, we, we were actually in that game, and I think that's the that's the hardest thing to to take. You know, I, I know that our football was basic, and and the lady who did the Norwich um, you know uh, video thing on on the on Sky Championship goals compared us with workhorses and old, old donkeys and, and and the like, farmyard animals basically. Um, and that's true. 
it was true. Um, but we were in the game. But as as we've done a lot this season, and I think I, don't, I think you'd agree, Harry. We've we've let too many points slip when we've had one point in our grasp. It's been turned into a loss, and three points turns into one point or, or less sometimes. And it's it's just got that kind of um, sliding kind of quality to the season, isn't it? Yeah, it's a bit listless, isn't it? Um, yeah. Yeah, I think I think we deserved. I think we're equal to them for large parts of the game. Just again, that word quality, we don't we don't have it. No. When we do show quality, the other players sort of are so shocked by it, they don't make the five yard run to <laughs> to go and help the man who's just beat a man. Um, Marshall looked off. Well, he didn't play thing, but Marshall's looked off the place, mm. the pace since he's come back. Neil Harris was speaking about it. Archer's fucking pointless. I mean, he doesn't save anything or anything that he should anyway. The back four looked terrible. Murray Wallace was turning into player of the season, scoring goals, and he's injured now. Bradshaw's injured. It's just been, it's been a long old slog this season. And uh, if we stay up, it would be the, by the good grace of the of the Lord Almighty, and hopefully a big clear out in the summer, and we and we can go again because we don't we we don't want to go down. But uh, but if we did go down, we can't get rid of Harris because. The danger, if you get rid of Neil Harris, for me, is is that we end up with another clown like Lomas, another clown like Donerkey, another clown like the list goes Holloway. on. You know, Holloway. Yeah, I try not to mention H. It's two prisons during during one show: <laughs> Harry's Bar, Andy, and Holloway. Um, Someone it, posted though, Harry, the other day. I mean, if, you know, if we do go down, and it still is an if. It's not, you know, there's, there's um, eleven games I think to go in the season so it's by no means a done deal yet it doesn't look great I, I, I will you know I will concede that point but someone posted if we were to be relegated back to League One um, other clubs in that position would be biting their arms off for, for a manager of, of Harris's quality you know with two um, you know with, with a playoff um, win and you know we came close to the Premier League playoffs last season unbelievable as that seems in the circumstances so it would be quite, um, you know, it would be it'd be a Brexit level hard to understand decision by other people, wouldn't it? You yeah, know, why, it, why are you doing this? You know, it'd be, it, yeah, it'd be in the in the in the cry for revenge, you would damage yourself uh, yeah. um, unrecoverably, almost. Um, you know, bearing on an act of self harm, almost um, to to get rid of Harris. So yeah, but when have Millwall ever been rational? Um, no. that, that'd be the question. So it's all emotion and, and no no sort of take a breath and thing, which is what we love, of course. But the uh, I can't work out this idea that to, to let him go would suddenly be suddenly be the right idea. I just think that, that you know, I don't, I don't think the plan for the season was to lose several, you know, a week before the end of the transfer window. And I don't think they've ever recovered, if I'm being totally honest. They should they should have planned ahead. They should have gone and got someone in January. Yesterday, there was just such a... Uh, sorry, yesterday, Saturday. Yeah. There was such a lack, uh, a lack of spark, a lack of creativity was, up front. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was so dire. You could see there were so many opportunities with Norwich where maybe they fell asleep or they were too, you know, focused on attacking that, you know, there was an opportunity there for Millwall. But it just felt like, there was just no quality. Gregory, I'm sorry, like I know he's great and you know people love him, but I just 
his 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 quality he he, he lacks quality. Let let's let's be honest. You know, um, you know, in the championship strikers are, are getting better and better and better. And we've seen with Norwich going and signing Tino Tumu Puki, someone who was you know crap at Celtic. Let's put it, mm. uh, and has gone and, and and has gone and you know forged himself a decent career in Bromby, and has has come back and and worked well at Norwich. You know, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying like uh, you know they should be going and and looking for someone of that ilk, but you know they should be looking to 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 really supplement the squad in the summer and to be fair they should have done it in January as well you know if there was an opportunity to bring someone in on loan or, or maybe a youth prospect something like that they, they they should have really done that and and it was evident to see where they were lacking on Saturday yeah I mean with you know the crucial January window everyone was saying it um, you know we needed we needed more punch up front we haven't had goals if you score goals you're going to probably win the majority of your games or you're not get enough points certainly to survive and we, we we don't have that at the moment too many chances going begging um too much bad luck i mean there's, there's the old football cliche isn't it that you make your own luck and we i think also that when you're in a, in a, in a sliding situation as we are at the moment you tend to um you know, i'm sure it's some psychological condition that says you create your own bad luck it's almost like a self-fulfilling thing we've had chances cleared off the line we've we've, we've gone close a few times it actually looked okay in, in short spells but we just don't sustain it and it's hard. You know, I agree with Harry um, that no one wants to lose a club legend like Neil Harris. It was great when, um, you know, when, you know, when we were doing well under him and, and it kind of fulfills a dream that great player makes a great manager. Um, unfortunately, these errors this season have to come back to him. And I, I don't feel that losing the manager is, is, is the right move. I'm contradicting myself slightly, but equally those mistakes are his and they've got to be learned from. The The only doubt I have is Neil's capacity to learn from his errors and his mistakes. I've not seen that enough this season um, and you can only hope that next season will be better in whatever division we're in. I think, you know what, Nick, I think you made a really good point there in the sense of um, talking about Neil Harris and his capacity to learn and capacity to change. You know, you've lo- look through the top two, three leagues and everywhere you look, there are managers who are changing their style, who are yeah. learning, who yeah. are doing different things. And, and one of them I'll pick up on is is Lee Johnson at Bristol City. I think he's learned. I think Farker's learned at, at Norwich as well. I think obviously having you know the, the the facilities to go and get your your own players and change the squad and all that is all well and good. But I think he's learned. I think Lee Johnson's done very very well at Bristol City. Um, you know, I look down the leagues, Gareth Ainsworth at Wickham Wanderers, I think he's he's learnt as well. And, you know, on the flip side, if you look at Neil Ardley at Wimbledon, he mm. never learnt. And 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 ultimately it was to his downfall and to his detriment because he kept on playing the same way. He wouldn't change it. Well, and when he did change it, the players were all were, were trying to do different things and it just looked a mess. And I think when I spoke to Neil after the game on Saturday, we did an interview with him, he just felt like someone who was pissed off yet stubborn. You know, yeah. stubborn that someone's not willing to, you know, sort of play by his way and it didn't work out. And I don't know, I just, I didn't get a good, great vibe of him. I think, you know, I mean, stubbornness is a great attribute used wisely and it's a, it's a terrible attribute used um, not so wisely. And I think Neil is a, is a, he knows what he wants. He knows how he wants his team to play and he, he knows the level of commitment that he demands. The same commitment that he gave as a player and... You know, Harry and I will both be of similar outlooks that Neil Harris was one of the great Mill players and he gave everything mm. when he wore the shirt. And I think he expects that of players that maybe don't buy into that 
kind of frame of mind, rightly or wrongly. Um, you know, not everyone kind of bleeds Millwall, and you've got to find other ways to motivate players. We we had it last season because we were on a roll. We got on that that kind of madcap, unbeaten roll. We had, um, and I think probably there was more influence from from Tim Cahill coming into the team. He brought a certain star quality which we've lacked this season. We don't have that that uh, internal sparkle. Sounds like a Andrew's liver salts, internal sparkle. Um, and we've lacked it. And unfortunately, we're now getting to the business end of the season. And, you know, we're running out of games and we're searching for something that at the moment just isn't there. And I don't know, it's got to turn around if we're going to survive. And we're going to Bolton on Saturday. Uh, Neil said it's more important than the FA Cup. And I, I think he's probably right. And, you know, posted on, on Twitter earlier on. And, and there was a few um, comments to say, of course, it's more important than the FA Cup. Um, because three points at Bolton will will give us a give us that cushion back, which we've we've, we've given away, we've fritted it away, and um, almost killed Bolton off as well. It will kill Bolton off, and they've had a tough week. Um, very different set of problems there. And I think sometimes you know um, we, we we all moan as Millwall fans, and on on the social media you get a lot of moaning. But you've got to look at clubs like Bolton. I mean, it made me laugh. There was a, a, a the uh, EFL had a, a, an extraordinary meeting this week to consider cases of Bolton Wanderers who are you know struggling to pay their staff, people's jobs on the line. Um, they made the game on Saturday was touch and go until yesterday when it was finally confirmed. Um, they talking about the situation at Coventry City and the return back to the Rico Stadium. Um, Blackpool have just got shot of this uh, lunatic Owen Oyston up there and, and they, he's run that club into the ground. And there was there was one other, oh, it was Charlton, wasn't it? It was Charlton. Um, where the owner, yeah, the, the owner wants the football league <laughs> to buy the club. Um, Roland so, de Chatelet is with me. Roland, Roland, Roland. It is it the best Scottish. name, isn't it? It's the best Roland name you've Shetland. ever heard. No, no, so. to be fair, it's when he does Farhad Mashiri. Farhad <laughs> Mashiri. Everton on a Farhad Mashiri. It's like, all right, mate, yeah, calm down. John <laughs> Berylson is with me. Right. Well, my, my point being that in that company, I mean, you know, I know John Berylson has, some will say he's been unambitious in his spending. And we just talked about the January window where we didn't get players in that we needed. And that lacks ambition. But um, when you look at where some other ambitious managers, owners and managers have taken their clubs, I think sometimes you've got to, you've got to be a little bit, um, you've got to show a little bit of perspective because we're not in those kinds of bad places. And we, we do have a future looming. You know, it, it may be that we have to take a temporary knockback and I hope we don't go back to League One, but we've, we've been in League One before and we'll come back from it. But you've got to look at the other side of the coin and it could be a lot worse, in my opinion could be a lot worse. It could be, you know, we could be in League Two. I remember when Jacket took over and Harris single-handedly sort of kept us up one sunny afternoon when he yeah. wasn't going to get a contract. I can't remember. I think it was against Oldham or someone like that. And he, I think he scored two and laid one on and, and we won through one and, and we stayed up. And that was on, on the verge of going to League Two. I think that was back in like 07, the year before we had the run to the playoffs the year after. So... You know, he's, he's a servant of the club. He understands it. He's not he's not doing this willingly. You know, it's not like um, you know, it's not like a Mourinho or a Conte sort of staying there till they pick up their pay packet and uh, and get sacked. You know, it's not like that. It's not that situation at all. So I get what you mean. I also get the Berylson thing. I mean, you know, what what do you want Berylson to do? Do you want us to? I suppose really what we want him to do is to go to a go to the same kind of accountants that Man City seem to have done. You know, we just get to get to choose I what can get you FFP. a few of them down south or if you want. Yeah, we, we go to FFP and just go, no, no, Jeb Wallace only earns a pound a year. 
<laughs> and, and you I mean, legally there's, there's can't another, say anything else. There's another side to the coin. We've, we've, I've just said, and, and you know, um, we've, we've kind of all agreed it could be a lot worse than it certainly could be. Um, but there's the other, the other side of that question, just to just to turn it around, is could it be a lot better? Because um, I, I think I, I asked this question on Twitter. I mean, we, we do we have to be playing this direct style? Could no. could we? Could we do better with the players we have? And I, I, I'm not convinced that we couldn't do, we couldn't mix it up more. Um, I don't think we'll ever be Barcelona, but we we could. We, we we don't have to be so relentless in our long ball. Could be Bermondsey's answer to Barcelona, and that would do something. I I want I I agree with you. I think you know Millwall could do something different, but I want to look at. Um, I want to look at another club, which is two away from Millwall. QPR. Yeah. They are 12 points above Millwall. Uh, same amount of defeats conceded. I mean, that, well, let's be fair. Their their goal difference is is too different to Millwall. They're 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 two two goals better off the Millwall. Yeah. But you know they had a horrendous start to the season. Would it have been better for Millwall to have had this sort of like really sort of a really barren run at the start of the season, win a whole load of games in the middle, and sort of tail off at the end? Would it have been a bit uh, a bit better to do that and and give everyone a bit of optimism? You know, going into the last bits rather than you know getting results, picking up points and, and picking up that eight wins. You know, QPR have only picked up four four more wins than, than, than Millwall. Would it have been better to do that? I mean, let's be fair, QPR's squad has been decimated as well. Really decimated to the point where they're relying on Jeff Cameron. They're relying on Angel Rangel, who, who's another one of them breeder Spanish fullbacks that seems to go until like they're forty, and cool. and and they you know they managed to bring in Hemed and Wells, who I think are brilliant. If Millwall can get themselves Toma on Toma Hemed on loan like next season, wow, what a signing! But they've managed to do that, you know, by by altering the squad a tiny bit. Don't forget they got Tonks seven one or seven nil at West Brom, whatever it was. They went on a horrible run under McLaren, where everyone thought, you know what, they're going to push the button and bin him off again. But they managed to sort it out, and I just wonder. You know that they're f- four wins is the difference. They've lost the same amount of games, um, but everyone's talking about QPR in this really sort of gleaming light. You know because McLaren's turned it round and they've done this and they've done that. If that was the case, if Millwall started the season with ten defeats or something like that and went on to win or pick up points in the next, you know, yeah. seventeen or eighteen, would everyone be going, "Oh my God, Neil Harris is the saviour"? You know what? He's he's done wonders after a horrendous start. Blah 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 blah. In the same way that they did with Brentford last year after they lost their first ten under Dean Smith. You know, everyone turns around and goes, oh, "The geezer's a saviour. He's brilliant. He's turned it all around." Are, are we looking at it? You know. Because I, of the way it is, or you know, I don't know. Is is there another way we can put a positive spin on this? I'm not sure. I mean, it's not a see. It's been a strange juddery season. I mean, we we started off with the the uh, will he won't he leave George Savile story, and then in the end he actually did leave when we all thought he was going to stay. So we had that kind of false start there. We then signed Tom Bradshaw, who I think we all had pretty good hopes for from from Barnsley, who immediately got injured and was out for the season. Um, Ryan Leonard came in and, you know, I, I, I don't mind Ryan Leonard, but I don't think he's as good as we, 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 we don't have as good a plan now as we lost in George Savile. And he's not shown enough for me this season to really warrant the, um, the high hopes are invested in him. So we've had a few kind of um, full starts in the season. And obviously we're all looking forward, I think, to another relaunch with the January transfer window, which never happened. Um, not on, on any any substantial level, anyway. Uh, I know Ben Marshall coming back was uh, on the surface was a good move at the time, but even he's not exactly found form since he's come back. 
it's it's been a tough one. I mean, I, I, I'm I'm still not writing off. I'm not saying it's inevitable that we have to go down. You're just looking at the, the league table, as, as you mentioned, QPR there, Aaron. I mean, um, the BBC table we've got f- uh, four red um, L's and one green W in the last five games. That's no different to. In fact, we've got a better record in the last five games than QPR. We've put one draw in there and one win. So it's still possible. We've just got to find some got to find some fight from somewhere and at the moment our running is a horrendous our running is horrendous if it's you look tough. at it compared yeah. to everyone else though we've got what we've got Stoke West Brom Leeds uh, that's free got Bolton this weekend you probably now Bolton because of the other games you have to probably beat Bolton we've got to get a result um, Bolton yeah I, I agree uh, but you know I'd probably if you, you offer me a draw away at Ellen Road I'd probably take your hand off for it and if you you know We'll we'll beat one of Stoke or or West Brom depending depending on what happens on the day. I don't Which think Stoke. Up? I don't think Stoke are that good, but then Millwall can have what they done against Preston have a twenty minute mad spell where they decide to forget how to play football. Look like eleven blokes mm. that just walked out the pub. Um, mm. But that hasn't happened too much, you know. We haven't been thumped. We haven't been thumped like that all year, really. Apart from that Preston sort of twenty minutes, we ain't gone in three 0 down or whatever. Um, a lot of the time we lose by the odd goal so uh, again the, the we need really Rotherham to get thumped a few times I think to help us out yeah I that, some, the goal some tough is going to end up being like a point I can't see us getting anything at, at Leeds because that gives us Bolton uh, tomorrow on Saturday well Leeds will be chasing Norwich they're chasing and chasing and chasing Norwich they want to win the league don't they ready to pop the question the jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. burrowcom slash ACAST. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Achtung, Mehlball. The Wonderwall Cup 2019 will be held at the Den, Bank Holiday Sunday, May the 26th, 2019. Lions legends including Jimmy Carter, Alex Ray and the star of Championship Manager Cherno Samba will take on the stars of social media including the F2 freestylers Bradley Simmons and comedian Man Like Hacks. Why not make it a family day out? 
£10 entry fee for adults, £6 for the under 16s and just £3 for the under 12s. The proceeds from the match will be split 50-50 between Childline and the veterans charity SAFA. Tickets are available now at www.millwalltickets.com www.millwalltickets.com The Wonderwall Cup, Sunday, May the 26th, 2019. See you there. I'd like Rotherham with Paul Warren, but I, you know, I think they're susceptible to getting a battering, you know? They're Ooh, really yeah. susceptible to take, taking a beating and taking their eye off the ball. Uh, um, you know, and speaking to a cup of Rotherham fans, they're just they're 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 just really happy to be here. You know, <laughs> they're 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 just happy to like sort of play it along. It feels like when we went down last time we left lost uh, left the championship, didn't they beat us on a they ended up relegating us on the Tuesday before the season with their game in hand? And uh, Steve Maybe. Evans famously said that he'd drink oh, yeah. his pink champagne. That's right, you know, yeah. tonight. Yeah, because Gregory said hopefully they bottle it. Yeah. And he, he dug him out and said, well, you know, all he said was he hopefully they bottle it and, and they don't stop. And he went, oh, the only bottles we're doing is pink bottles of champagne tonight. You know, the totally class, classy, a class act that he is, the uh, <laughs> the young walrus there. Um, so, yeah, I think it's it's roles reversed this time, isn't it? We're, we're the ones with the points. We're the ones with the game in hand, or we will be, because obviously of the cup tie. Um, so, yeah, it's... It's, it's sure. gonna be. It's gonna go down to Wigan away, and it. We're all gonna drive all the way up to Wigan, and From I'm 12, thinking about Sunday start. Yeah, yeah I'm thinking. About, yeah. I'm thinking about just staying in, staying in Manchester. To be honest, um, yeah. Afterwards, and just enjoying the evening. Well, I say enjoy the evening, but can you really enjoy yourself in Wigan now, and you've got more more li- knowledge of northern football wastelands than I do? <laughs> has, has anyone? Has anyone had a Wigan kebab? No, I've never been Wigan to Wigan kebab. Wigan. Anyone? It'd be um, one of my one of my uh, boxes tipped on my. Um, I mean, it was a ninety-two. You know, it's not great, yeah. But <laughs> I mean, the Wigan kebab is actually a pie in a roll. So yeah, I've seen a picture of that, and it was on online earlier on. So I put a pie inside a bread roll. Yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly what it is. Strange up north, aren't they? <laughs> Very weird, mate. Very weird. Shout out to any uh, Millwall, actor Millwall Northern listeners. Just Shipman. We do have some Northern correspondents. I'm, I'm going up there on Saturday to, to Bolton, so I'll be catching up with John Shipman, who's our Northern correspondent. Shippers. Moved up to Preston, so um, I'll be catching up with him hopefully on, on Saturday. Um, Harold, are start... you going? Eh? you going, Harold? Oh, no. No, no, no. Man is not going up north. <laughs> I, I get to Watford and I sort of get Get dizzy. <laughs> No, nah, it's all right. I, I go away. No, like this season's been quite strange for me. I haven't really, I haven't really been infused by anything. It's just, it's a bit of apathy. That's just everyone is the same. It's after the Lord Mayor's show. The players, the supporters. I sound like Mister By for now, now. The players, the supporters, the directors. Yeah. Um. But yeah, just because we got so close, the closest. Probably since what two thousand and one was it when Stern yeah. John in the last minute. Yeah. Yeah. He, um. You know, to break my heart for the second time in my my heart's been broken many times, but Millwall's always feels feels worse. You know, I remember being a nine year old. We went to Wigan on a Tuesday night in the playoffs. It must have been the League One playoffs, probably Division Two as they were then, and they won. And they'd already God, beaten was that us at, Springfield Park or the DW. That was at a DW. I think they were first one of the first years Dear at the DW, and uh, they they won. They I think they beat us. They'd already beat us in the uh, nineteen ninety eight. LDV Vans 
auto windscreen final or whatever. So they're a box side. So they're going to fucking relegate us. Lump on now. That's what's going to happen. I mean, my very first season following the Lions was heartbreak. I mean, it was introduced to heartbreak from the very moment I began as a Millwall fan because 1971-72, we, we famously thought we'd been promoted to Division 1 top flight at the time. And then it was taken away by Birmingham. Um, There's a false rumour that Birmingham had lost and they'd actually won. So they had to go to a game at Orient in midweek. Uh, they had one game in hand, which they won and got promoted over Millwall. And um, the, I remember the um, the scene of pitch invasion and the team being chaired off when they thought Millwall thought we'd been promoted. And then it all turned out not to be true. So from the very moment I began my Millwall supporting career, chaps, I, I think I must have fell in love with with heartbreak from that moment onwards. It's always been the story. <laughs> Close and have your heart broken, you know. <laughs> it's right. And did you did you know just a bit of trivia for you? Did you know that former Wigan Athletic chairman Dave Whelan broke his leg in Cup Final? <laughs> yeah, he doesn't mention it much, does he? No, but it's just literally like he woke up to him. Hello, how are you, Dave Whelan? Yeah, JJB. Did you know I broke my leg in Cup? Yeah, shut up, Dave. A bit like Carl Froch. Uh, did you know what, did you know I once fought someone in front of eighty thousand people at Wembley? Just every uh, every time he's on Sky. Every uh, every time. D- Dave Whelan just chuck he'll be on his headstone. What are you on about? Did you fair, know they uh they did beat Man City in the cup final in the most shit house way ever, didn't they? Just oh, so Roberto cut pressure. Martinez just pisses me off. Just look at him and it just angers me. He just literally that that Wigan when in the Premier League, their their tactic was simple. Get absolute battered 9 0 by Spurs every season. You know, get beaten the, for the first 10, 15 games, draw a couple, and then the last 10 games, we'll just go and beat everyone with players like Hendry Thomas and Connor Salmon mm. and, 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 you know, Maynor Figueroa. And, and basically, any tripe we can find in Venezuela or something what like that. What was it? McManaman, didn't it? Callum McManaman. They paid £3 million for him or something like that. Just absolute tripe of players. Charlton used to specialise in survival in the Premier League. They, 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 and Wigan did a bit, didn't they? They survived beyond their means of the yeah, 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 at that yeah. level. And Charlton did it. And I mean, uh, Bolton as well. Bolton did, yeah. I mean, it all goes wrong in the end. I mean, look at Bolton now, 20... But there's 20, loads of clubs. But there's yeah. loads of clubs like that. You look at Swansea, look at Villa, look at Norwich, yeah. all these clubs that yeah. stay up. Yeah. Reading, when they first came up in 05, 06, they're brilliant for the first season. And then what happens is they lose their identity. And, and everyone ends up playing, instead of playing attacking football, they play football, which is just simply built to stay up. It's just like money ball football, basically. Yeah, it's horrendous. It's, it's so, and you lose your identity. It's so bad. It's so bad. Well, we're, yeah. we're going to retain our identity back in League One, the way I'm seeing it at the moment. Yeah, blood, <laughs> blood thunder and uh, no wingers. <laughs> and we have to sign James. We have to sign James Henry again. Just uh, James Henry. Oh. I'll tell you something. I, I still I still maintain that uh, Mills on the wrong Barnsley striker. They should have signed Kiefer Moore instead of Bradshaw. Kiefer Moore's a unit. Mate, I'm telling you, Bradshaw's the only man I've ever seen playing outside the foot pass like that in a Millwall shirt. And then literally must have been. That was in his seven-minute cameo. Where he, he broke uh, his leg or whatever he done. Yeah, well, not yeah, even Ali Fusilini. Ali Fusilini. Ali Fusilini. <laughs> Ali Fusilini. Is this near pasta? No, no. The best, <laughs> is a pasta, best yeah. random Millwall, sh- the best random Millwall signing ever is two. There's, um, there's, they announced one onto the pitch, sort of 03, 04. And they said, Juan, he's a Brazilian. He's from, I think he was from, I don't know, 
I can't remember where we got him from. Sao Paulo and, or somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They like big, big like height, big stadium announcer. Come on and missed an Is open goal. Is it Mr. Goal. Five now? No, it's, uh, it was Chris Bethel, I think, at the time. Oh, okay. That's a name from the past for yeah. Millwall supporters of over a certain age. Um, and he missed an open goal and then went on to play for the Brazilian national team because that's our kind of um, retainment. <laughs> I don't know what we sold him thinking where he was playing, but... He didn't show anything at all for us, one, did he? I mean, he was, you know, no one was too bothered when he left us. No, and, and the other the, one was um, Abu Bakar Fafana. Or Abu, Abu Fafana. Abu Fafana. So played, Abu Fafana come from Juventus and they yeah, made a big, one of the big Italian clubs. Yeah. yeah, he was the fastest player I've ever seen. The yeah. problem was no one told him he had to bring the ball with him. <laughs> he was quick. <laughs> we didn't have the ball with him. So he'd run away from the ball. <laughs> the ball wouldn't come with him. He'd run back and still win it. That was the thing. You'd be going the wrong way there. No, no, no. I turn around. So yeah, he was. Uh, he was strange. He was on the left hand side. He was he, quite a likable player. He was quite likable. He's in the I, cup fight. He's in the cup final um, photos. Is he's he? In the cup, is he yeah, randomly. I think he's still knocking about in them. Yeah. Really? I'm sure it's him, or it's another player that I have no idea who it is, and just he's taken on a mythical Abu Fafana. Is is that one sort of thing? Bring back, um, bring back Giovanni Savarese. Giovanni Savarese was another one. Yeah. Uh, Carlos. Carlos Fandi, Fandango Fangero Fangero, Fangero Random player When we nearly got Fandango relegated. They fucking Might as well have danced one I think he got How many goals he get Fucking zero goals Zero I think he got yeah. Paul oh. Hubert Bring back Paul Hubert So now we're in League One Achtung Milbein I love this story. I mean, news at Den, when they're struggling for a story, they, they come up with some really odd-bod stuff sometimes. And there was this one about um, Lion stopper David Martin, who was not featured. I think he played once at Aston Villa last season. <laughs> yeah, he did. Uh, yeah. That, he's, he's permanently on the bench, so no one really ever knows anything about him. Um, but Franchise he's, reject. He's sympathising with um, Chelsea goalkeeper Kepper. I mean, what random story? Why did you go to David Martin to talk about? Literally, Kepa. everyone. They, they, it's like, you know, the people with the clipboards that approach you down the street, you know, like for a charity or whatever. Dave Martin sort of was taken by surprise. And now they've got him with the, with the, you know, abused puppy on the front. Do, do you have dogs? Do you like dogs? Yeah, I like dogs. Oh, they've got you now. You're on here. Do you like goalkeepers? I love goalkeepers. I'll look after Kepa. What was, um, what was Chris Sabrowski like? Well, he was awful and all. He went to prison. He, he did go to prison. He wasn't. Uh, he was. He was. He was quick. Um, but he wasn't. Wasn't that 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 talented. There was another player that went to prison as well. Grant. Can't remember that was um, his surname. Um, uh, oh God, what was his name? Um, listeners will have to remind me. Um, not the not the fellow who played for Charlton, was it? Oh uh, God, Grant. No, that's uh, that's Richard Rufus. When you when you hear it, remind me. What was the the, the other? Uh, Gavin Grant. Gavin Grant. Gavin Gavin, he played he for did, Wickham as well. He, he played problems. for about nine clubs and he got nicked. And, was it uh, armed robbery? Armed robbery. When yeah, I think so, something like that. Yeah, or attempted armed robbery. But I, I'm, just, I'm just picturing the news at Den Reporter going up to David Martin asking him, would you ever pull a stunt like Chelsea goalkeeper Kepper and refuse to leave the pitch? <laughs> it's kind of a leading question. Get on it, mate. And the, the, the obvious answer is no, I don't think so, says David Martin. <laughs> I think the repercussions would not be worth it. Um, my, my opinion is if you see your number being held up and it's out of your hand you've got to leave the pitch okay. so there's sympathy for Kepa I'm sure that makes a big difference does that it. make sympathy I think that was just saying well <laughs> no I wouldn't do it and I think he's a bit of a prat really <laughs> I'd read between a... the lines there that's a bit of a wet story it's a very real story 
If that had happened at the den, you'd see Neil Harris going on the pitch, just pulling him by his fucking ear, mate. Oh, mate. That would be man? good. Yeah. Well, I've only ever seen a substitute be substituted once, and that was under Kenny Jacket. That was um Danny and Gesson. And Gesson was taken, brought on and taken off. Oh, In yeah. seven minutes. Yeah. And was wasn't... Um, what was the other guy? The, the one, the the, the um, uh, the double barrel bloke, the fat bloke. What was his name? Was Gary he? Taylor Fletcher. Taylor Fletcher. Gary um, Taylor Fletcher. Was he substituted and, and, and brought on and substituted? I don't know. All I know is he missed an open goal from three yards Rob, out, and Rob, I, I'm Rob, still. Rob Hulse had that done, I'm sure. But, Rob Hulse was another fucking workhorse that was useless and all. Left the corrector something there, Harry, weren't they? Um, yeah, I'm sure they will. I'm sure there's some. The Millwall history files are sitting out there going. Typing away complaints. Don't send them to Love Sport. Whatever you do, no more complaints to Love Sport. No, no more mentions. All uh, <laughs> related in this year and our copyright CC of uh, the new Millwall fan show, which will be interesting to see who is on the new Millwall fan show. So, um, obviously, Aaron, <laughs> your hands are tied. You can't really co- comment on any of this. No, no, I, I understand. But um, Nick, Nick, your um, your odds on the new Millwall fan show presenters? Um, I, well. <laughs> With Skybet, I, I, I don't know. I mean, um, I'm not aware if anyone's been tapped up yet. I mean, I, the, the station hasn't actually mentioned what they're going to do at nine o'clock tomorrow. We're, we're pitching in hard by going online straight up against it. So we, you know, they're going to have some heavyweight opposition. Whoever does, I'm, I'm going to be at Norwich. So yeah, Aaron's out of it. So he's nothing. If, to if, do. They, if they want me, then um, a bit late. Obviously, if you have no morals, I mean, I, I have a friend sitting Get the other up. side, which is why I left, you know, and so did Nick and Michael, of course, because um, we're nice people, you know. Um, reason, yeah. re- reason we left the station, just so that people know, and I'm not asking Aaron to comment because it's, it's in, embarrassing for him, but um, costs required that certain, um, you know, cutbacks were made. And, and, and we understand that as, as uh, adults in the modern world. But. Um, I didn't want to work with anyone else, so I, I, I enjoyed working with Aaron. Um, got to know him a bit over the year that we were involved in the station. Enjoyed it. And, you know, the idea of – we're doing it for voluntarily, um, Harry, weren't we? We used to give up our Friday nights to go in each each week, and you've got to enjoy it. And if you're not going to enjoy it or you don't think you want to work with the um, the station any longer – and I was a little bit disappointed with the way they handled the, the Everton thing as well, which added to some – you know, uh, some ingredients to the mix, but I, I, I took the view I didn't want to continue, and for that reason, we've we decided to do it this way as a as a podcast. The advertising that this show generates goes towards charity, so I feel happier doing it now mm. rather than you know uh, it going in other direction. So those are the reasons behind it, listeners. Just, just yeah. Very quickly, I just want to add to that and say, Lucas, boy, if I find out you're doing the fan show, I'm going to launch you and your flipping Doritos over the uh, over the press box ball. <laughs> I mean, these are these are these are real insight into the character the, of the dog eat dog world of show business, ladies and gentlemen, where you're threatened with physical violence of your Doritos <laughs> in press boxes and your Coke Zero, and yeah. I'll chuck Mickey Avery over the fence as well. <laughs> so, so obviously, we're in uh, HMP Harry's bar. <laughs> in all seriousness, on Saturday afternoon after um after the game, so um it was my first experience in Harry's bar, and obviously you heard the crash bang wallop um of Nick's podcast at the weekend, you know, in the uh, Sunday morning nightmare slash Saturday night beer fest <laughs> perusal, um and it was it was a very strange experience for me. It, it felt like the most unloved community centre slash death <laughs> like. <laughs> God's waiting room. Well, look, as um, I mentioned, it was a sports centre calf. 
Sportscent of Calf. Yeah, no, I, I, I think even the Calf was doing better than that. It was just so grey and horrid. I mean, I don't know what Mill fans DM me, message me on Twitter or whatever, or, or tweet me. I want to know. Have you ever been in Harry's bar? Are you are you aware that it exists? I mean, it takes money, presumably, from the MSC, I'd, I'd guess. I don't know. Michael's not here to answer, so I can't really ask Michael. But, um, you know, it's a... It's we a... hear that the other members are on late night shopping tonight. Oh, are they? Amazon, are Thursday they? Night. No, Thursday night, late night shopping, isn't it? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Harry's is like an unloved staff canteen in some remote office outside of London somewhere. It's It's got a real Slough. lack of soul. It's, Why it's did it just, I just had an image of Ricky yeah. Gervais's canteen in the office, you know what it's, I mean? It's that, isn't it? Um, it's there we are. Sergio Giorgini. That's where you expect, like, you know, a couple of lads walk up. What's this? You, what you got there, Sergio Tachini? No, no, Sergio Giorgini, mate. Sergio Giorgini, that's the one. I expected it, you know, you know, like you see like the entrance and all that. I expected it to, to like go up and you know, you know those old fashioned dark pubs with like red carpets and like patterns yeah. on them. And that stuff like that. Basically, basically I expected it to look like a Yates. Circa <laughs> <laughs> nineteen ninety. Yeah, a Yates wine lodge. I expected that. I expected my feet to stick to the ground. And to be honest, I really wanted like my shoes to stick to the carpet. I wanted to feel that proper old school vibe. But Isn't no. There's no atmosphere in there. Is it's a soulless, unloved, unutilized space. There's no, you know, there's TVs up on the wall, but they're not in HD. They're in the very they're old. They're, they're in they're 720p. Old. Standard death. Yeah. Yeah. See a cathode ray tube. You know, the people selling their pucker selling pucker pies out of you know <laughs> out of the bloody shit fucking eater i forgot we can swear so i was looking for a word but i couldn't find one um so yeah they uh it's just a it's just an unloved place i mean maybe next time aaron when, when you come to the den we'll go to the outside outside, the outside bar, bar underneath uh colbo lane which are a bit more atmosphere they play like techno music and the prodigy outside and you get a full Millwall experience. You almost get you get the full Millwall string at Wembley experience without the strings. You know, I'll, that's tell you quite... what, I'll tell you what, if someone if someone could get a license for one of these like industrial units at, at, at the den, I mean yeah, genuinely pre match. You know, you, no, but you know what? There's I mean, you guys Harry, I don't know about you what your raving days are like, Nick. But there's a thing called in Manchester called the Warehouse Project. I don't know if anyone knows it. Harry, Warehouse Project. I'm aware of their work. Yeah. So um they basically have one of these massive disused like industrial units about half a mile from from Old Trafford right. and they started putting on these 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 like gigs on a Friday night and stuff like that and a you know Saturday night where they just sell cans it's cans and like you know yeah. and, and and spirit mixes and stuff and they've expanded that to do matches and and so basically on on a match day you go in there and they've got all like memorabilia on the walls, like right high up on the walls, and you can fit thousands of people in there. And it's just such a good atmosphere. If someone could turn that round in an industrial unit, and let's be fair, there's hundreds of them around the den. There you could the, have, uh, you could be onto a winner. The Actung Bar, should we invest in it? There, <laughs> there is the Hillsong Christian Church. I think they get a bit rocking when they get the band on stage. Get, and the, start get doing the old T going. Doing, doing, doing like, a, you know. An event. Blues event. Brothers type. Sort of, sort of, gets up there, you know. Um, I was so expecting more like, like a, more like a Belushi sort of. I have seen the light running down the middle of a running down the middle of the aisle. But um no, I mean that is that is a fair point. There is nowhere to we were discussing that on the way in on Saturday. All the pubs around Millwall are dead. 
they're all gone. You know, you can't have a drink. More, I mean, Harry's doesn't have to look like that, uh, uh, Harry, does it? And it, it is grooming there. And it's just interesting. I've, I've been in there before, but I, I suppose I just never absorbed the sheer blandness of the place. And one thing Mill shouldn't be is bland. And, and that it does look like a, a sports centre um, cafeteria, the, doesn't the mil- it? The, yeah, I mean, it's supposed to be dedicated to, you know, a, a club legend. And there's pictures on the wall and stuff. But there's no... There's no shirts. There's no. There's no nothing. There's no. Is that you wouldn't know it was Millwall unless you knew who these people were, you know. And I'm I'm guessing the fact that it's got. A, it's a bit like it sorted out for the pe the people that were in there probably love it, right? And I'm not knocking them if that's what they enjoy doing. But you know, there's only 50 of them in there. You know, yeah. the, the the club's got whatever six thousand seasons to get holders. And at the end of the day, money money rules a lot of things and really they need to look at it commercially. But, you know, if they can't get the club shop to have the right amount of uh sizes <laughs> and stock that's actually in the stock, how are we gonna get a bar to actually act like a bar? Well, you know, that's the thing. You you were talking about no memorabilia on the walls. Hang around because all the dead stock at the end of the season will be whacked in frames <laughs> around Harry's bar. The Millwall vest, the Macron Millwall vest. No club shop update tonight. Incidentally, uh, young Mickey Avery cold, is, uh, is, yeah. is on is on secret business this evening. Don't know what he's doing, but yeah, he's on he's on uh, he's on some form of um, on on secret business. Um, on the next one of these, I'm 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 guessing who becomes the producer on this because obviously we've lost our our producer Pel, uh, Paddy. Well, I'm, so um, I'm recording it, so I'll I'll um, I'll edit it tomorrow morning. And, so you're um, going to take the you're going to take the credits. We're going to have to we're going to have to invest in a soundboard, Nick. We're we're going to have to <laughs> we're going to have to get like um we're going to have to get like pushy. I'm going to do with it. <laughs> I don't know, mate. We're, we're going to have to get like I don't know. We're going to have to go all professional on this now. We're going to have to get better mics and what like a, like a, a articles of association that agree what we're doing. Yeah, we're going to have to have like some kind of like nine degrees of separation or something. We're going to have to like oh, well, we can't really discuss this tonight. We're going to have to have minutes clearly because um we can't say anything that's libelous now because of our um our friends. Obviously, I didn't know if you saw. The uh, talk sport have moved from their old towers to a new yeah. building today. They may have mentioned it seven or eight hundred times on air today, um, from from what I'm aware. Where have they actually moved to? Out of curiosity, South Bank, the uh, News UK building on South Bank. Oh, is that where they've gone to? Yeah, every, so, the Sun and everyone's in their Sun Times. They're all in the same building. Oh, that's <laughs> not that's nice. If you if you uh, <laughs> I was going to suggest something then, but I feel for li- legal reasons I, I might want to right, well, hold my tongue. <laughs> If this show takes off, maybe we could take over the offices uh, up or, uh, either up or below Love Sport Radio. We could maybe move him on those. Um, well, funny enough, upstairs Panda are shutting down. So if you fancy oh, broadcasting to uh, downtown <laughs> Hong Kong, yeah, then, then let's go. You know, we could follow, we could follow Jimmy Abdu to Shanggang. <laughs> he's not actually, actually he's, uh, he's gone back to, um, he's playing for a, a little French League free side, isn't he now? Martins. So I'd quite, Martins. yeah, yeah. Martins, yeah. So I'd, I'd quite like that. That'd be quite a good. That'd be that could be a trip for in the summer if we're not doing that. If we go to a random friendly of Jimmy Abdu, just turn up like them weird people that you see turn up to Kale's games in India. It'd be like some random Millwall trip to <laughs> India just to say hello to Tim Kale for ten minutes. Act on tour, the fan show on tour. Should I have some predictions to finish off? Predictions. Um, Bolton one, Millwall two. Bolton one, Millwall nil, Mark Beavers to score. 
it's so Millwall, isn't it? They haven't been they haven't been paid in God knows how long. Their their families are using food banks. The staff have got no money, <laughs> and Mark Beavers sticks another Locks knife into schools. your heart. Yeah, you yeah. know it's going to happen. Bolton one, Millwall three. Ooh, I like Ooh. it. Have you practiced that? Is that your practice in your new radio voice? Is that it? <laughs> it is. <laughs> Bolton you... Wanderers one, Millwall three. You heard it here first. Exactly. Uh, uh, the other thing that I thought of, I've just got an idea of you being Jerry Sinclair from Phoenix Knights there. <laughs> Come and get your black bin bags. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Three of these Thursday nights, three and easy night with Aaron Paul. Three <laughs> yeah. and easy night. That's what we should call this podcast, free and easy. Lovely. Gents, it's been successful. Great stuff. Lovely. Lovely, in the words of Brian Moore. Right. Well, Brian Moore, yeah. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.